All praises to the Most High, brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. In this podcast episode, we're going to be discussing the speaking of tongues. Now, when we discuss this, brothers and sisters, I want you to realize that you're going to receive scripture. This is going to be a scripturally based podcast on tongues. I'm going to make it easy for you. So you can understand exactly what's going on in these first day of the week churches. I tell you, brothers and sisters, if you're looking for fabrication, you're going to see it expounded greatly in this podcast episode. Let's open up with the book of Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. And I want to start in verse 7 the book of galatians chapter 6 verse 7 it says be not deceived god is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth that he also reap so whatever a man is sowing to you or to people He's going to reap that. God will not be mocked, brothers and sisters. He will not be mocked. Let's get the book of 2 Samuel. Now, what I want to do is I want to go back to a couple of scriptures. I, I would say a couple, but I would say a few scriptures in the First Testament to show the Spirit of God. Now, even before I go, because brothers and sisters, I'm going to tell you, I've told you once and I've told you before, again and again and again and again and again. The Bible is a repetitive book. If you did not see something happen from beginning to end, then your preachers in the church are making up things. And, I, and I'm, I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, they make these things up. And nine times out of ten, it stems from slavery because our people are still slaves in the mind. Let's 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 go back even further. Let's go back to the book of Numbers, chapter eleven. And I want to read verse seventeen, and I'm going to drop down. I got to make this short and sweet, brothers. So I got thirty minutes to do this. Numbers eleven, verse seventeen says, "And I will come down and talk with thee there." And I will take of the spirit which is upon thee, and I will pour it upon them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with thee, that thou bear it not alone. So the spirit is, God is going to put the spirit on the people that Moses has chosen. Let's jump down to verse 25. And the Lord came down in the cloud, and he spake unto him, and took of the spirit that was upon him, and gave it unto the 70 elders. And it came to pass that when the Spirit rested upon them, they prophesied and did not cease. Wow. So with the Spirit, they prophesied and they did not cease. Let's read verse 26. But there remained two of the men of the camp. The name of the one was Eldad, and the name of the other was Madad. And the spirit rested upon them, and they were 
of them that were written, but went not out unto the tabernacle, and they prophesied in the camp. Verse 27, and there, and there ran a young man and told Moses and said, Adad and Madad do prophesy in the camp. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and the servant of Moses, one of his young men, answered and said, My Lord, Moses, forbid them. Verse 29, And Moses said unto him, Envious thou for my sake, wouldest God that all the Lord's people would prophets, and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. Now, Understanding this, the Spirit of the Lord caused him to prophesy. 1 Samuel 10 and 6. 1 Samuel 10, verse 6. 1 Samuel 10, verse 6 says this. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and thou shalt be turned unto another man. So, here's the verse verses from chapters that say when the spirit of the lord come upon you ye shall prophesy prophesy what the words of god when the spirit comes upon you i'm moving through let's move through because you're not going to get this in sunday church second samuel 23 second samuel 23 and i'm going to read verse 2 the Spirit of the Lord spake by me, and his words, his word was in my tongue. The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spake to me. He that ruleth over men must be just. Law keepers, according to Ezekiel 18, verse 5, Ezekiel 18, verse 9, Romans 2, verse 13 says, For it is not the hearers of the law that are just. Because Romans 7 verse 12 says, For the law is holy, and the commandment holy, just, and good. Romans 2.13, For it is not the hearers of the law that are just, but the doers of the law that are justified. Just The root word of justified is just. 2 Samuel 23 verse 3 again, The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spake to me, he that ruleth over men must be just ruling in the fear of God. And the fear of God is found in Ecclesiastes 12, 13. We already know to fear God is to keep his commandments. Now, this is the spirit now. Let's get the book of Micah, chapter 3, verse 8. The book of Micah. The book of Micah. Chapter 3, verse 8. Micah, not Malachi, but Micah. The book of Micah, chapter 3, verse 8. It says this. This is Micah writing. But I am, but truly, I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord. And judgment, and of judgment and of might to declare unto Jacob his transgressions and to Israel his sin. So just like David, now if you notice, David said the same thing. David said the same thing in Psalms 51 verse 11, when he says, cast 
me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then, now, what is David going to do with this spirit? Then will I teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee. So, along with the prophesying, the spirit of the Lord, because remember, when you go to the book of Acts, chapter 5, Acts chapter 5, and I'm going to start in verse 3. I just want to get to the point. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and keep back part of the price of the land? Because he lied about how much the land was worth. He was giving them part instead of all. He didn't have to do that. He could have just gave them the part he wanted them to have, but he lied. Now, the point I'm trying to make here is, let's see what the Holy Spirit is called in Acts 5 and 9. He's talking to um, the wife of Ananias, who had her chance to also confess that they held back part of it, but she agreed with her husband. Now let's see what Peter says in Acts 5 and 9. Then said, then Peter said unto her, how is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the spirit of the Lord? Wait a minute. The spirit of the Lord was in 2 Samuel 23 and 2. The spirit of the Lord was in uh, 1 Samuel 10 and 6. And the spirit of the Lord was in the book of Numbers chapter 11, verses 25, 26 on down. So the spirit of the Lord is none other than the Holy Spirit. And it causes people to prophesy. Not yet, brothers and sisters, does the Spirit have any of the prophets uttering tongues that cannot be understood. Not yet. I didn't see it. It causes them to prophesy. Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door and shall carry thee out. You see, brothers and sisters, in the end, the same thing is going to happen to these ministers that have fooled the people into thinking that these tongues without interpretation are by the Holy Ghost. Oh, you get the Holy Ghost, you speak in tongues. Let's get the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 4. I want to go into that in the next 10 part of this uh, part of the 10 minutes. Got to hurry. And they were all filled, this is verse 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, let's, to, let's take a look at this utterance real quick. The Spirit gave them utterance. Let's look at Psalms 119. Psalms 119 verse 171. Psalms 119 verse 171 says, My lips shall utter praise when thou hast taught me thy statutes. And you're going to find out, brothers and sisters, as we go down to Acts 2 and 5, Psalms 119 verse 171 is a significant verse 
to prove my point. Verse 5. I'm, I'm not going to read every verse in Acts 2 because I got to go to 1 Corinthians 14. You're going to see. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. What does it mean, devout men? Now, see, now I, I told you before, and I'm telling you again devout men out of every nation under heaven. Let's get the book of Acts. What does devout mean? Because I guarantee you, when you find out what this devout means, Sunday church, you're going to see. Watch. Devout. Acts chapter 22, verse 12. Let's look at devout. Because devout means devoted. So, I mean, not Psalms, but uh, I'm going to go to Psalms 119, verse 38, after this chapter and verse. It says in Acts 22, verse 12. And one, Ananias, a devout man according to the law, having a good report of all Jews which dwelt there. So to be devout, let's go to Psalms 119. I, do, I have to get this done, brothers and sisters. Psalms 119, verse 38 says, Establish thy word unto thy servant who is devoted to thy fear devoted to the keeping of the commandments. So these devout is devoted. So the devotion was always the law. There's not one scripture that you could get to explain devout except being devout according to the law. Sunday church doesn't keep it, so you're going to see how this plays a part. Verse 6, Acts chapter 2, verse 6. Now, when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. So wait a minute. Verse four says, and there were all and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. The tongues are languages in verse six. Watch, let's keep reading. Verse seven. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans, which our Lord and Savior was? Verse 8, And how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? Born where? You're going to find out. Parthians, that tongue. The Medes, that tongue. The Elamites, that tongue. Mesopotamia, that tongue. Judea, that tongue. Cappadocia, that tongue. Pontus, that tongue. And Asia, that tongue. Phrygia, that tongue. Pam uh, Pamphylia, that tongue. Egypt, that tongue. And parts of Libya, that tongue. About Cyrene, that tongue. Strangers of Rome, that tongue. Jews and proselytes. Proselytes. Cretes, that tongue, and Arabians, that tongue. Languages. Do we hear them speak in our tongue? What tongue are they speaking in? This doesn't sound like, to me, some... What it sounds like is the Holy Ghost caused them to hear the apostles in their own language. 
but wait, but wait. Let's keep reading. Verse 11 again. Cretes and Arabians, do we hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God? Okay. They're speaking the wonderful works of God. Question, what are the works of God? It's only one definition to the works of God. Let's look at two. Let's look at two. Two. Chapters and two verses out of the first testament. Let's get the book of Exodus 32, 16. Now, this is what they're hearing the wonderful works of God. Exodus 32, 16. And we'll start with the first one. Exodus 32, verse 16 says this. And the tables were the work of God. And the writing was the writing of God graven on tables. The works that the apostles were teaching them and they heard in their own tongues was the law. Psalm 78, verse 7. Psalm 78. There's no preacher that can tell you that the works of God aren't the law. They, they, they can say what they want, but they cannot prove it. The works of God, we're going to see. Psalm 78, verse 4. I'm going to read, that, read this first. We will not hide them from their children, showing the generation. Because I'm, I'm, I'm saying this, brothers and sisters. You must truly understand that both testaments go together. Let's, let's, let's start in verse 1, Psalm 78, verse 1. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. So the words of his mouth are the law. I will open up my mouth in, in a parable and utter dark sayings of old. This is what we do. We utter God's Old Testament, the dark sayings which the Sunday church cannot understand and will mock because they can't. Verse 3, which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. The wonderful works of the laws, the history, the first testament, the Torah that was given to the fathers. Not all nations, but the fathers. Verse 5 of Psalm 78, for he established the testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers and they should make them known to their children. Verse 6, that the generation to come might know them, even the children that should be born. That's key. Who should arise and declare them to their children? Verse 7, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. So when the apostles in the book of Acts were speaking in their tongues, they were speaking the laws of God, the wonderful works of God. Every man that came from these other, now I would say every Jew, because the Jews were scattered 
among all these places. That's why it says in verse 5, and there were dwelling in Jerusalem devout Jews, men out of every nation under heaven. And they listed every nation under heaven from verses 9, 10, and 11. And in this miracle, men of Galilee were speaking, and they all heard their, I would say this, they all heard the apostles speaking, but every last Jew that were from these places could understand in their language. That was the miracle. Not no. When the Bible talks about blaspheming of the Holy Ghost, this is what you see. Let's go. Let's go to uh, Acts two and verse uh, eighteen. Now he's quoting. Um, this he's writing down. Joel two twenty eight. And it says this, and on uh, Acts two eighteen says, and on my servants and on my handmaids I will pour out in those days my spirit, and they shall prophesy. The prophesy is the same thing that Moses was talking about in the book. I, I tell you, brothers and sisters, it gets it gets on my nerves when I see these things. Numbers chapter eleven verses twenty five through twenty nine. 1 Samuel 10 and 6, Michael 3 and 8, 2 Samuel 23, verse 2. These men wrote what God said. They prophesied. There was no such thing as speaking and muttering of the tongue on a stage to people that they couldn't understand or no one could interpret. It's not consistent. Never was. 1 Corinthians 14. Let's get a little bit more. 1 Corinthians 14 says this. I want to read verse 9. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 9 says this. So likewise ye accept ye utter. Now there's the utter. Now we already read Psalms 119 verse 171. David said, wrote through Christ, that he would utter praises when he was taught the statutes. You don't know the law, but you can utter. You don't know the law, but you can utter. First Corinthians 14, verse 9. So likewise, ye accept ye utter by the tongue words easy to be understood. Now, is easy to understand? No. How shall it be known what is spoken? Do you know what scripture he quoted? For ye shall speak it to the air, which is exactly what they're doing. Speaking it to the air. Blaspheming, lying on the Holy Ghost, like Christ said in Matthew 12, verse 31 and 32. Which you cannot be forgiven of. Mocking the Holy Spirit. Watch this. Let's drop down to verse 14 for, for sake of time. It says, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, 
my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. Wait a minute. Paul said, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, my mind prayeth, but the understanding, the spirit is the mind. Ephesians 4.23. Let's get Ephesians 4.23. Let's look at it. Ephesians 4.23 says this. Ephesians, because I, I don't want to take too much time from where I have to go. Ephesians 4.23 says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So the spirit is your mind. He says, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. Paul says, I can't even understand. If it's in an unknown tongue, what? how can I understand it? Verse 15. I, I read verse 14. I read verse 14. Excuse me. Now I'm going to read verse 15. What then? I will pray in the spirit and I will pray with understanding. Also, I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with understanding, understanding, understanding Psalms 111 and 10. Psalms 111 and 10. It says this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and a good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. Psalms 119, verse 34. It says this, Give me the understanding and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. You know, brothers and sisters, when you look at the book of John, chapter 14, verse 15, and I tell you, it's not about, it's about avoiding scripture. You can read this to them, but they'll go somewhere else. They won't deal with this. They'll go somewhere else. John chapter 14, verse 15. If ye love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Wait a minute. In order to get the comforter, you have to be keeping the commandments. Now you know that the tongues they're ordering, or, or uttering are lies, because they don't keep the law. Verse 17, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Why? Because they don't keep the commandments. Because they seeth him not, nor knoweth him. First John knoweth him, right? Knoweth him. See, they don't know him. So they, they claim to have the spirit, but they don't know God. Let's look at the book of 1 John 2 and 3. Book of 1 John chapter 2, verse 3. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. What Holy Ghost do they have? They don't keep the commandments. It is the spirit of truth. The truth is the law. Malachi 2 and 6, Psalms 119, verse 151, Romans 2 and 20. They don't read the Bible. You cannot take the mistake that is being made again and again is that you can get the spirit without keeping the law you can't they keep avoiding it first corinthians 14 verse 16 else when you when thou shalt bless with the spirit how shall he that occupieth the room of the unlearned say amen at the giving of thanks, seeing that he understandeth not what thou sayest. They don't understand that. They don't understand that. Slavery minds. 
for thou verily givest thanks well, but others is not edified. They're not edified about what he's saying. They're not edified at all or taught or understand. That's why he said in verse 19, yet in the church, I had rather speak five words with my understanding that by my voice, I might teach others also than 10,000 words and an unknown tongue. Unknown tongue still is talking about language, but they say the tongue is this. And they still, nor an interpreter can break that down. That's why verse 20 says this. Brethren, be ye not children in understanding. That is the problem. There's too many kids in the church that's got age on them. 50, 60-year-old people who still believe in Christ and in God like children believe in Santa Claus coming down the chimney. They have not yet opened this book. Too much sports, too much TV. Then on Sunday morning, you want to go in and try to learn something. No, you got daily bread is daily bread. How be it in malice be ye children? That means you may be a child in certain aspects of attitude. But in understanding, be ye men. That's why verse 21 says, And the law it is written with, with men of other tongues and other lips, I will speak unto this people. And yet for all that will they not hear me, saith the Lord. Stammering lips and other tongues. That was found in Isaiah 28, verse 11. That's why it says in the law. Stammering lips and other tongues were other languages. Because Israel will be scattered among, among all nations with different languages. But brothers and sisters, it will stay that way until the return of Christ when the fire shall consume them all. And with that, all praises to the Most High. Peace be unto you, brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode in which, brothers and sisters, we do not mock God, as it says in Galatians 6, verse 7. I'm going to read you something. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 11, the book of Isaiah, chapter 11, verse 2 says, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Now, let's take a look at the attributes of the Spirit of the Lord, which we read in Acts 5, verse 9. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit of wisdom, wisdom, and of understanding, understanding, the Spirit of counsel. Now, let's look at the counsel. Let's look at the book of Ecclesiastes. Solomon's book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 8. If I can get it, verse 2. It says, I counsel thee to keep the king's commandments, and that and that in regard of the oath of God. So the counsel is in the law and might and the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. So the spirit gives you all of these attributes. It gives you wisdom and understanding. Psalms 111 verse 10 is what we read. And the spirit of counsel, the law and might, the law. The spirit of knowledge. Watch this. Psalms 119 verse 66. So the spirit has all these attributes, but you do not see 
the Sunday church doing any of these things, but they claim, watch this, Psalms 119, verse 66, teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I have believed in thy commandments. You cannot have these attributes without the law, but they can utter tongues. So, my thing is, brothers and sisters, if you have the spirit to utter what they call this glossolalia, then the members should also have the spirit to understand it. And I guarantee you, brothers and sisters, 10 out of 10 will lie and say they understand what he's saying, because they don't. They don't. I want to go to one last verse. And brothers and sisters, believe me, it's not, I guarantee you, hard for those that don't keep the commandments to break one of them, bearing false witness. We don't keep the law. You, you, can bear false, you can bear false witness all day. That's why it says in Romans 10, 15, how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Verse 16, but they have not all obeyed the gospel for Isaiah's with Isaiah, which is Isaiah, saith, Lord, who hath believeth our report. Watch this, verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The word of God is the law of God. The word is the law. Psalms 119, verse 172. Psalms 103, verse 21. Proverbs 13, verse 13. Last but not least, brothers and sisters, Sunday church members, preachers, scholars are taught to avoid chapter and verse. They can't deal with it. They are taught to avoid it. So every time you give them a scripture, they will run to a scripture to keep from confronting or, or to keep from dealing with or putting in proper context the scripture you gave them. Wherever they go, I'll break it down for them, but they cannot do it when you do it because they are taught to do that. They respect men, not God. That's why this is them. I want you, I want to read you this and I want you to get what James is saying. Get what James is saying, brothers and sisters, so you can understand. Get what James is saying. But if ye respect to persons, ye commit sin and are convinced of the law as a transgressor. Any time, and, and brothers and sisters, I'm going to tell you this, whether it be Facebook, whether it be YouTube, every single time I ask a person to deal with scripture, they don't. I ask them, what does it mean to repent according to the Bible? They tell you to repent and keep the gospel, but they don't tell you what it means to repent. Oh, Acts 2.38, no, Acts 2.38, Acts 3.19, no, that's not what it means to repent. 
Give me a scripture. They don't do it. Give me a scripture what it means to be converted. They don't do it. They cannot do it because their pastors have not told them where it is. Just like their pastors have not truly told them about speaking in tongues. Brothers and sisters, the return of Christ is going to be what I would call a bloodbath because of ignorant preachers who have decided to have a building rather than teach the people truth with the Bible and with the feet of peace. With a salary instead of with faith. They call us the Pharisee, but the attributes of the Pharisee was riches. Bring me the sheep of the sacrifice and still hate your brother. Bring me the tithes and still hate your brother. Still have the women in these pants, these spandex walking around thinking that they're women and dressed the same as whores. Whores is in the Bible, if you don't understand. It's there. Let's look and see Deuteronomy. Because a lot of times women would say, well, you guys are, no, we don't care nothing about that. Deuteronomy chapter. 23 verse 17 says thou shalt be no whore of the daughters of Israel nor sodomite of the sons of Israel so same sex whoring out no. preachers don't want to preach that to make the nation better because I tell you something brother they don't want to preach that to make the nation better because they don't understand this right here Proverbs chapter 13, 14, excuse me. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34 says, Righteousness exalteth a nation. The blacks, whether they be natives or so-called uh, Africans, anything with this skin color suffering in this nation, righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. As long as our men and women continue to transgress the law, They'll continue to get deceived by these preachers with this. They'll keep continuing to get fooled. That's why in the book of Isaiah chapter 8. Isaiah chapter 8 verse 19 says, And when they shall say unto you, Seek, the, seek unto them that have familiar spirits. Because that's what it is. Unto wizards, that's what they are behind the pulpit, that peep and that mutter. Should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead? Brothers and sisters, this Bible is the book of life. And if you're seeking to these familiar spirits in the pulpits, that's what you're going to get, peeping and muttering. The word of God is not in their mouth. This is your host, the Apostle Reuben, with love and peace. As it says in Psalms 119, verse 165, great peace of they which love thy law. Nothing shall defend them. And as it says in Isaiah 57, verse 21, 
And I'm going to read this loud and clear. Isaiah 57, verse 21. It says that the wicked, but the wicked are like a troubled sea and cannot rest whose waters cast up mire and dirt. Verse 21. There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. And we know, according to Proverbs 28, verse 4, that the wicked are they that keep not the law. You will never have peace in sin and in Sunday church. Keep the faith, brothers and sisters. I'm your host, the Apostle Reuben.